Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we talk about the news that excites us. What? Josh? He's so fast. Like a speeding bullet. Don't yeah. be so fast. <laughs> People get... I don't talk as if no one can hear me. I don't talk intelligibly either. But also, half the show where we answer questions from you, the people. And Josh will talk about how you can be in front of the line later on. But I'm going to start us off first with some news, baby. And guess what, baby? Daddy's sad. I'm sad. Oh I was sad today. Daddy's sad? He's <laughs> Daddy's so sad. Now. We've gone this so far. Sad. We've come this far. It only took three... Years, baby. Um, yeah. So, um, last week I uh broke the news because you know I was the first one to talk about. It. Um, but uh, oh HBO Max uh had announced that they were going to bring their entire 2021 slate of 17 films to uh HBO Max on the day it releases. Um, and since then there's been a lot of backlash, and so this is why I is sad. Um, I is sad because um, two people in particular, one, Christopher Nolan, who is my probably all-time favorite director and biggest inspiration for, for, for what I try to do. And then Denis Villeneuve, who uh, will be who has directed Dune. And the, the film is finished, and it was pushed back a whole year. So he they came out. Runner, and for those Runner. of you who are wondering who he is. And Prisoners and Arrival. Um, they, so they came out and were not happy with it. And there have been murmurs of particular people who aren't happy about it, too. But um, the, the loudest people have been t- particularly Christopher Nolan, at least the ones that a lot of the news um, outlets have been clinging on to because the quote from Christopher Nolan is that HBO Max is the worst streaming service ever. Um, and this is like crazy because I think a lot of people are common to think that um, when Dark Knight Rises had finished, everyone was like, well, we all know where Christopher Nolan's going to make home for a long time. It was kind of like with Spielberg and his home for films was Disney for a very long time. Um, and then when he broke out, he's like, nope, I'm out. I'm do Universal now. Um, so it's a very interesting thing I think to talk about where you have these the big some of the biggest name directors in Hollywood um, be very upset and be felt blindsided, uh, didn't they? Yeah, they, uh, I think it's that's the thing where like they were not were not notified that this, these were happening with their films and the the thing where I get sad about it, um, I I you know I start looking at things from a creator aspect of like I'm a filmmaker and my dream is to have my films play in a theater. Um, and I kind of think of it where it's like, I get it. And I, and I understand like, no matter what HBO Max's move was going to be, it's why, you know, you didn't get any of the dark Knight films on Netflix for a very, very long time. Um, that no matter what their move was going to be, that Nolan was going to be very upset with it. Cause his, his kind of anything, his whole goal, his Nindo, his ninja way was that he's trying to protect the theater going experience. And we talked about it too um, on last episode. Um, the thing I have a lot of tr- struggle with is, in particular, part partial words of of the of of what these filmmakers have said. Um, and I think some of it was like, yes, like Christopher Nolan's, like I, you know, the most important people and actors of in Hollywood went to bed thinking that their films were secure to wake up and to see this. Um, in my mind, I kind of have trouble swallowing that pill because I'm kind of like thinking of like, well, what did you expect was going to happen? Josh has a finger up. I think he wants to add to this. 
No, I just I have a question, and maybe it's I I'm 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 having a hard time with this whole situation of like of challenging or um, what's the word I'm looking for judging this move to like what is the what is the ultimate thing? It's like movies have to be not released until they can be in theaters. Like, is that the the want. And so that, that that's exactly where I'm kind of coming to why I feel conflicted and why I say I daddy is sad <laughs> because <laughs> is it's I get it. I 100% understand it. Like if I were to make a film and again, I, I've been big on like creators feeling control of it, but no one was crying out loud when this was happening in 2016 with Zack Snyder's film. And that's the thing that like I also get irritated about where this is a well, global I think there's pandemic. a difference between a one off and a this is the new gold standard. Well, and you're talking about like, also you're talking about directors who have been very adamant about a few things, such as keeping things on film and theaters as a whole. I think you and I are going to be on opposite sides of this, Corey, because my big thing is like if you cared so much, then you should have made a film saying that you'd stay indoors so you can watch this film. Sorry, what? I don't understand. What do you mean? Like, I think, you know, in the sense for me, like I get mad when I hear like if you disavow like a company's move to do this stuff, I think a lot of people are saying like, this was a move to appease shareholders. Like, yeah, there is a, so many of those things happening, but everyone just screams and applauds and cheers for that. It's like, but what was the alternative was that these films were never going to see the day of light for another year? Because let's be honest, we're not getting anything done on that front to go back into theaters. So if these filmmakers like wanted so much, like Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise said like, Hey, there's a setting on your TV to watch films in a different frame rate, change that. Like they went out of their way to make sure that their experience of filmmaking was preserved. So if you wanted that to happen so much, then why didn't you like, at that point I was like, I'm getting like, I get, I got like triggered. I was like, yeah. Well then I mean, what, they did, also you, what did you do? Either, which is Excuse also me? shitty. I, I think that's fair. It's and like, there's yeah, probably yeah, some dude. contracts we don't know about that got broke. Did it did. So the one big thing that like people are talking about, it's like, well, a lot of people's, actors in particular have a contract based on the film's results on the first or in the box office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then actors like Gal Gadot actually got their contract paid in full because they knew they were going to do that instead. So it's like, okay, cool. No matter what, like you're going to get your money, even though there's not going to be like a, a box office contingent. So she got her $10 million bonus. Gal Gadot has supported it. Yeah. And it's because, so there, there's those kind of things where it's like, I think there's going to be that sense of like there has to be some backpedal from Warner Brother, Time Warner, Warner Media, mm-hmm. whoever the hell they call them, um, that they're going to have to pay, they're going to have to pay the pay them all out to the, in that same way. But there's a sense of me where it's kind of like, yeah, our filmmaking experience has to be you know preserved. But it's like, so go watch our movies in theaters. Like, what are you trying to say? Are you telling them not to care about the public health? At that point, like it's well, I to think the it's also it's like, that we're not the only country, and this is a blanket. Well, no, that was the thing was that all theaters are still playing it in every country. Yeah, and so it's like, what are you talking about? Like, but there's no incentive in other countries if you can VPN it on HBO Max and pay once. Some countries don't have VP, uh, have HBO Max, and those countries that will still have it in theaters. Sure, but VPNs you can get HBO Max wherever you're at. Well, no, you won't have access to HBO Max. You can get in like select the- like select markets of what HBO Max is streaming, but they don't have HBO Max as an option. That's why it's still in theaters. Right. But I'm saying 
with a free VPN, it doesn't matter what country you're in. You can have access There's to no USA's HB. There's no region lock on HBO Max if you have a VPN. You can say, with a VPN, you can say you're in the US and get HBO Max and watch any movie you'd like. So it is a swipe because it, it it's putting this blanket on like, well, America's the only country that matters for movies. And yeah. we're not. In reality, like we should try to figure out something to do in this country, but it's not... It's not the fault of the filmmakers that we're in this fucking mess that we're in. And it it's sucks not, that they're the also, ones that have it, to suffer I'm getting, for it. I get irritated because the filmmakers are also saying, it's like, well, my movies are kind of being destroyed upon this decision. I'm like, do you not want anyone to watch it? Like, this was a chance for people to watch. Like, Dune was supposed to come out this year. And I still, like, I'm, I, I, I can't feel but, like, emphasize that, like, if it didn't come out at all, like, were you still going to be okay with that? Or were you going to be down the line being like, well, I would have wanted the movie to come out. Yeah, I think I think there's a better medium, I guess, of having it come to HBO Max after the fact. Uh, have it go to the country, go in theaters in the countries you can go in first, appease the filmmakers, and then release it 30 days later on HBO Max for the US or whatever. Because I releasing on HBO Max first and then still having it in theaters seems like the wrong step to me still because you're still what does it matter when it hits the theaters first or after let it let it go to the theaters first and have the filmmakers be happy let them have their box office from international countries who have had this pandemic under control and then go to hbo max after 30 days as opposed to hbo max first then cinemas and so that's where like i'm kind of at where it's like i i feel like there was no middle ground that the filmmakers were just like it's got to be like, they got to be released like how traditional films have been released. There has not been any sense of like, well, we would have wanted this or this or that. Like, it's like, well, why didn't you broker those conversations? Well, because they had no idea. I mean, they're under contract with their, their HBO that has to get to make all that, Well, that's, I think that's like a, there's a no idea where it's like, there were directors that were informed that like, Some, hey, your films are going to be yeah. on HBO Max where it's like, you, if you want to be controlling of your film, then you got to know like where you're also distributing from. Like they like it, that, that there's a, that kind of thing where it's like, I'm kind of on the side where a lot of people have felt or if it's like, yeah, I get it. But also like you not acknowledging like the consequences for, you know, these like public gatherings is like, what's just extenuating the circumstance even more. And it's I mean, like, to me, getting again, very, though, but that's a, that's an American first mentality. Well, that's, that's what most of these filmmakers are talking about. Where it's like these American theaters. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like, Dude, like I don't know yeah. what you're. But I mean, about. I mean, I, I, I guess, uh, I guess we just can agree to disagree on this because I, I, I do think it should hit theaters first and then come to HBO Max afterwards. I don't think you should be rewarded for signing up for a subscription service over the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Like just, just because America and their leaders haven't led, doesn't mean that the revenue from the rest of the theaters in the world has, should suffer as well. Yeah, especially not notifying. Yeah, and that's why I say I think we're going to come out two, on two different ends because that's exactly what happened with Tenet and it still flopped. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, your films are going to die. Like, and that's like, to me, the sad fact. And it's like, that's why I'm like, I'm so conflicted with it. Because it's yeah. like, that was the one movie that was supposed to not flop. Mm-hmm. And it did. And it's just like. Well, I mean, it's, it also still came out when a majority of countries still didn't have it under control. Like New Zealand at the time was the only one who could have public gatherings. Yeah, and so it's just like, what are you going to do? So, sorry. This is going to be like a 10-minute long thing. I'm going to move on to someone else. (laughs) Uh, My news is just that, it's real quick, Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan 
TV series, miniseries directed by Deborah Chow, starring Ewan McGregor. It's really exciting. And it stars um, opposites too, right? What's that? Like he's technically an opposite of Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he's coming back as Vader. So, well, I mean, like, as in he'll be the, like, main antagonist and we might actually get more of his characterization of it. It'd be really cool to see it because we didn't get to see him as Vader basically at all and until, like, what, we got, like, 15 seconds of it, right? Where all he did was scream, no. Um, so it'd be nice to, have, to, to give him the opportunity that he wasn't awarded because um, he did all the work to get to Vader. Never got to do it. So it'd be nice. It'd be a nice little reward. I mean, one well, thing. he was Anakin. Yeah, he wasn't Vader. Right. Okay. Well, he, he was for fifteen seconds. <laughs> I mean, what I'll what I'll say about Hayden Christensen is that um, he's always judged by what happened with the prequels. But there's a movie called um, John Life as a House with Kevin Kline uh, mm-hmm. that he's in, and it's a fantastic movie. That they're 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 both super good. They play father and son, but it's I've always judged him by that because it's a it's a it's a super good movie. Super good movie. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, two couple of quick things. Uh, this week, Bungie confirmed that in 2021, they are going to make Destiny 2 crossplay. Oh um, my God. What does that mean? Uh, being able to play across, you know, an Xbox person can play with a PS4 person or PS4 with PC or whatever. Um, I think it's interesting just because I'm hearing the term crossplay being thrown out a lot more often nowadays in gaming news. And I'm hoping that it's going to become a thing that we'll look back at and go, remember when we couldn't? Like, I want to be able to play Fallout 76 with my friend Corey, who's on Xbox. Mm. But, you know, who knows with some, like a move like this, who knows what it might inspire? That's just why I'm mm. excited. Um, the other piece of a news is that the, the game awards happened this past week and the last of us part two walked away with many, including uh, game of the year direction, narrative, audio design, best performance, Laura Bailey for Abby, uh, innovation in accessibility, which they were the main inspiration for this new category because it has over 60 accessibility features within the game, including um, including like button remapping or visual changes on the screen to make it easier for people. Um, so yeah, and they also walked away with uh, best action slash adventure game. Um, I saw Craig Mazin, who's the showrunner writer for the HBO series, uh, say, good, good, no pressure. No pressure at all. <laughs> um, Man, the, yeah, response, so. the responses I've seen to that the the them sweeping a lot of awards have been um very very mixed. Like oh, a yeah. lot of negative, actually. Mm. Well, I think um, the thing is, is that because what I, what I will say is that I've talked to a few people that have played the game, and these and are the, the words game. that I have heard. It is a masterpiece. Those are the words that I've heard, but I've also seen massive hate for the game as oh, well. Yeah. I I, oh, yeah. I I would also defer to uh, Alana Pierce, uh, Char Char Lazard. Uh, <laughs> she used to be an IGN uh, reviewer, and mm-hmm. she talks about how they review video games, which is pretty interesting. And she talks about how all other places review video games too. It was like oh, the tea, 
And so she talked about like Last of Us and why the controversy and all that stuff. So I thought it mm. was pretty insightful of like if a gaming company or like a review place gives it that, more than likely it's because that reviewer was geared to like that thing. Like hmm. you don't typically, you know, send somebody that's like, I only play platformers, play, you know, Last of Us and be like, I hate this game. Yeah. You know, so Oh yeah, of course not. But I mean, I haven't played the game. I, I only know like the responses that people are having to it. And I know that it's been kind of a mixed bag of like they'll I've seen a lot of people being very negative about it, being like, no, this game had all these qualities. You know, this game uh, brought people together uh, this year. Um, but then they'll also be like, but it was a really good game, but it hit really hard because it is a very sad game and a sad year. So there's a lot of discussion that happens with it. There was a lot of narrative things that a lot of people didn't like from it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your news, Caitlin? My news is kind of a follow-up to before. Um, Sony was talking about um, buying Crunchyroll. And that has happened. AT&T announced a couple of days ago um, that they would be selling Crunchyroll to Sony's Funimation for $1.175 billion. Um, so Funimation has about a million subscribers. Crunchyroll has 3 million. Um, so that is a... So now Funimation has 4 million. (laughs) Funimation will be cornering the anime streaming market utterly and completely. Um, in America or just, do you think that's worldwide? I, I, it's actually more worldwide. I'm, Mm. I'm just thinking for... The the services that I know of in the U.S., I don't know the, what services the there are in other countries. <laughs> yeah, educate me yeah. a little bit on it because, you know, when we talked with Miles from Crunchyroll, it was like Crunchyroll was really good about getting access to anime, not really dubbing them, but getting access to it to the, at least to the States. And then Funimation, from my experience, was just been like, this is the house of where we take anime, we make and it for America. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. so Crunchyroll and Funimation actually used to work together. Mm. Um, they had a cross-platform licensing partnership, um, that they would allow either side to like access the other one's catalog, um, and they could jointly license new series and stuff. Um, and then, um, in 2018, um, the, they were trying to have a deal and then people were stubborn and, um, Funny's CEO, uh, announced that they would be splitting ways. So it's been two years that they haven't really worked together, and now they are becoming one uh, uh, completely and utterly, not just a, like, we're going to share and be nice and play nice because we're both in the same field. Now it's a, we own you. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what comes of this um, because people, like, as of right now, you have to have a Crunchyroll membership and you have to have a Funimation membership um, and those are separate things. So now, if they're the same thing, are you just going to have to pay one membership and you get everything? Or are you still going to have to keep paying two? Uh, or what I probably see is just like what, what Disney Plus did with Hulu and all that stuff. You'll probably just buy a la carte. Or you could buy a giant package. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see what the we'll see what the world gives us. But that's my news for the week. Awesome. Next part of the show. Next part. Next part of the show is as we said, we answer questions from you, the people. And if you would like to submit those questions, you can send them on over to our internet email address, 
uh, questions at nerdon.tv. You can also go to nerdon.tv backslash questions and submit them there. Or you can go on over to our Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord, and there are channels there that you can submit them. Uh, it's a fun conversation over there. And if you are a member of the Nerdon Nation, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon, you do get what we call a Nerdon Nudge, which gets your questions put to the front of the line. And you can ask questions like, like, Mitchell asks, what is one thing you want to cover more than anything but haven't been able to yet? And that's for that's our Nerd on the Podcast. Uh, yeah. Caitlin? I got two things. They don't want, probably don't care your second what one. It is. Okay. One. Huh? It's one ah. thing you wish you could cover. The question. Midnight Diner. All right. Midnight Diner. Uh, like the whole whole series, because there's Midnight Diner and Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories, which is kind of like a follow-up that Netflix did. Um, but Midnight Diner, the main series, which is like four seasons, it's so good. It took me two years to watch all of it because it is so. it l- will like weigh on your heart. Um, it, for a show being about food, it's a lot to digest. Um, so <laughs> it's it's just so good. It's so good. I know it was a pun. I don't care. Get something to sink your teeth into. It really is, though. Oh, hey. hey oh, I see what you did Co- there. How come Corey, he gets the hey I don't. <laughs> Uh, but I will. Okay. Uh, Kenshin. I knew it. I know I joke about it a lot, but it's just, it's one of those things that I don't see getting covered because it's so long. Like there are other things I would like to cover more, but I just, it it won't be for a while. <coughs> you know what I mean? Like there are yeah. other things I'm like, man, I wish we would cover that, but I think they can get done in a reasonable amount of time. And that's just such on a back burner. Like it's on the back of the back burner. Like it fell behind the oven. Yeah, and we'll get to it when we next time we sweep behind the oven. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about that sounds about accurate, really. Though, yeah. So that's my answer. Um, I, I'm I'm glad you say that Kenshin is so long, because uh, no. oh, he's going to say, Ball "Hold my beer." Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! All of it. Hey, at least All, it's not Dragon one Ball, piece. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super is still ongoing, so Jesus not that. Christ. So. So yeah. much practice. Yeah, that's, they're all that's, long anime, you know, book long animes. Like, not again, this is just my own experience. Bacano. <laughs> my own experience of it. One day. Kenshin doesn't feel long compared to what I think of Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is. It's it's long, it has a high episode count, but to me, like more things happen within the amount of episodes in Dragon Yes. Movie, so. Yes, yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm like, it doesn't feel long. Like, There's you know no I mean? charging like, your power for two episodes. Yeah. <sighs> like, like 13 episodes. Yeah, Kenshin doesn't just sit there with his sword going like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> when, I hear, when I hear 26 episodes for a comedy, that's like, oh my god, versus 13 hour-long episodes, I'm like, well, I know a lot of shit will happen in those hours. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just that kind of thing. Josh? Josh? <sighs> Paddington. <laughs> No, yeah. he's gonna say One Piece. <laughs> Actually, that that the wasn't. And then show. I was like, because it's not. We have a pulling back the veil. We have a whole topic. Like, it's it's like our like catch all. We have a list, and it's really really long. It there's a lot really of things long. that we want to cover. Um, this is a ninety year arc. It's a ninety yeah. year arc that we want to um, cover. Ninety seasons. Uh, and we could I, be full time if we got more people <laughs> in our nation. nation. Oh, God. All right, all right. But all seriously. Right. But seriously, true, but uh, if we were full time, yeah. we would do daily episodes. I'm just saying. Oh, my, no, oh okay. Don't overpromise us. <laughs> Caitlin, everybody's gonna are go. You, 
Kaylin, if you were fucking getting paid for this, you would be here every guy. Like, this would be oh, a job. Are, are you not going to say episodes. I wouldn't be there for every day, but the amount of content we'd have to consume, the time does not add up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. We uh, do it. Yeah, every it does. day we'd record. It does. Oh, my God. Um, You're getting paid crazy for it. Crazy looking as I. It's different. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the in the in the in the cap. I'll say Paddington. Paddington. Yeah, there's right. a lot of stuff. Oh my that gosh, I, I was cover. right. Wow, there's a lot of stuff that Next. I want to cover, but Paddington would be an easy like. Do it. Um, next. Next question. Next. Saving the the, the runtime because of me. Uh, <laughs> and me, I was part of that. I was hundred percent part of that. <laughs> next question comes from Wonka the Wizard. At what Shout age? Out. And how did you find out Santa Claus wasn't real? What? <gasps> seven. Seven years old. My parents said, stop asking Santa for presents. You're only asking us. It never, we, I never had the conversation. It was just one of those slow realizations. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was never like a, hey, Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah, it was just same. like. It wasn't like the birds and, and bees. Like, we sat down and had a conversation. It was just. It just you say slowly like the birds. You didn't have the birds and the bees conversation. No, it just kind of never had the birds and bees. Oh, my! We were very uh, liberal family, and that was a very early conversation we had. Uh, well, but Santa Claus this. was not Santa you know, Claus was or the tooth. Like we never had conversations about those things not being real. It was just like one day we all looked at each other and we're like, I don't know what you guys are talking about because Santa Claus is real. So. Corey, oh, sweet you know baby how, you, Josh. Know, you know how they say that there's no book on how to parent? There's actually quite a lot of books. But it feels like your parents were kind of like, they didn't read the book, but they were like kind of smart about it. Where mm-hmm. Josh and I, our parents were like, that's a person, bees, you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Public school teaches you everything, right? Kaylin? Right. Rap music. Um, I think my sister told me, and then I was like, that's not real. That's not real at all. And then I like ran there. So we had this music room because my mom is an elementary school music teacher and she keeps all of her instruments and everything in one room. And it was nighttime and I'm terrified of going into the music room at night. Um, what else is But that? I was upset because my sister had told me that he wasn't real. And I, I had to go and I had to ask mom who was on the phone in the dark in the music room. So I remember like running into the music room and being like, mom, mom. Mom, is Santa real? Is Santa real? You have to tell me. And like, of course, pulling on the pant leg. And I'm like, I don't remember what age I am. But she got really annoyed, like really annoyed. And as like a passing comment, she was like, no, no, he's he's not real. Okay. And I was like, I was like, in the tooth fairy? She's like, no, just go, go away. (laughs) This is a house of lies. (laughs) You sit on a throne of lies. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I was old enough that I probably should have known, but it was one of those things where it was like, <laughs> I mean, I in the dark like, in the music room, and after Bethany told me, <laughs> I still get up lot. at. I mean, I've talked about it on the show before. I still get up at like five thirty six and make everyone tea and coffee and get everyone up by like seven for Christmas. I'm still very. It didn't ruin any magic for me. Yeah. That's the most like responsible Christmas person. Well, the Christmas well because the rule when I was younger when when Santa Claus was. Around, that was what I had to do if I wanted Christmas to start. Like, my mom was like, if you're going to fucking wake us up at 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m., you better be here with coffee. The heater better be on. There better be a fire in the fireplace. So at like wow. 11 years old, I figured it all trained. out. Yeah. Good little carrot <laughs> on the stick. You're the, you're the most uh, responsibly trained 
Am I uh, am Christmas I whipped, person. Josh, or am I just getting what I want? Is that, is that what you said? <laughs> it's I just a said they trained on the stick. They trained you. Carrot on the stick, not column B. No, Corey, you're not whipped. Am I just doing what I need to get what I want? Yeah, it's carrot on stick. Yeah, everyone everyone benefits. That's the that's the point. Not do the work for us. Anyway, so last question. Next question comes from comes from Mora. If you could hit redo. Is there another career path slash passion you wish you pursued in lieu of the one you took? Yes. Wow. All right. Um, I've talked about this many times. Um, if I had not chosen film, I probably would have went to culinary. Um, <gasps> because I feel like mm-hmm. the thing, and I say this too, where it's like, as a kid, I remember really fraternizing with that idea because I was like, I really enjoy the idea that you could take stuff, make something new out of it, and then give it to somebody. And that's why I think what film is. You know, you're literally taking these elements and then you're presenting them on a plate for people to consume. And hopefully, at the end of the consumption, they're 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 satisfied. Um, but food kind of takes it a little bit step further where you actually get to ingest it and you know, it's you, you physically touch it where like in film, like you're experiencing it and you could hear it and, and you could feel it within your soul. So it was more of the sense of like, I like being able to make things and then appeal to other people. Um, so, you know, that's me. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. That's my answer. No do-overs. I wouldn't be where I'm at, so no. Hmm. I'll answer while she's humming. No regrets. Um, I don't. Regrets. I don't really. I, I'm in the same boat. I really like my life the way that it is. Uh, I mean, there was a time that I strongly considered like architecture and like engineer, like another type of engineering, because I've always been. Uh, I always loved as cliche as it is of like taking things apart and figuring out how they work and that kind of stuff. But I really like my life. Social engineer. Huh? He was a social architect and engineer. He did, um, most of his projects were city based projects. Oh, nice. So he'd build tunnels and, um, you know, systems within the city. Nice. Yeah. So like that, that's what you would do. And I almost had, was going to say like maybe a writer, but I could do that now. Like I could yeah. write a book, but then I would want to have more formal training of like being a writer. Where like culinary, it's like, nah, bitch, you got to go to school for that shit. <laughs> um, man, there's like three paths that I almost went down but didn't. Um, Which one would you do over? Metalsmithing. Yeah, the metalsmithing was the biggest one. Yeah. Um, metalsmithing was the biggest one just because like that, I would love that. I was like helping build a forge uh, in Indiana before I moved here, and that kind of never panned out. But I was 100% going to like be a weaponsmith. Metallurgy. Metallurgy. Working, cool. making jewelry and stuff. I dig that. Nice. Um, cool. Yeah. Nice. We did it. We, we did it, it, y'all. That has been this we week's here. Nerd On Update. I just want to point out that, that this is episode 84 of the Nerd On Update. Wow. We are so near 100. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Trip uh, it towards those triple digits. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Thank you so much to Mitchell, Wonka, and Mora for sending in your questions. Really appreciate it. 
Everybody at home, please do send in your questions. Questions at nerdon.tv. Nerdon.tv backslash questions. Join that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. Submit your questions. We love answering them. And as you can hear, they can be anything. It can be about movies. It can be about comics. It can be about personal stuff. We dig that stuff. Uh, so send Even them mildly in. inappropriate. We'll choose if we want to answer or not. Yeah, we've gotten inappropriate questions. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you I'll so answer. much for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, stop by, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. Share us with your friends, your family. If you're new to NerdOn, welcome. Glad to have you. Uh, check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information on everything that we do, including our other shows. Um, it has our YouTubes. I say YouTubes because we do have two. So check them out. Uh, and our Twitch. Check out that. Uh, but yeah, that has been the update. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, Nerd, nerd out. out.